Hello, listeners. This is Jake with the Underdog Mentality Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Chris Burry. You can find us on Instagram at Underdog Mentality Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about something that's a very important topic for my co-host, Mr. Chris Burry. Came up with this idea, and it's kind of combining our first two episodes, and that is the gold standard, as Chris calls it. And it's how you can use the traits of being an underdog and mesh that with you know, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to really achieve the goals that you set for yourself and really define what this gold standard is for you. So Chris, I really love to hear what's this definition? What is this gold standard that people should be uh, striving for? Yeah, Jake. Well, yeah, it was something I am really excited about, as I mentioned in the previous episode and something that I've really carried with me a lot, not only what I, for what I did at Notre Dame, but what I'm doing now. And a lot of that is just you know, it is a certain standard that you set for yourself. And it's what are the expectations that you're setting for the goals that you're trying to go after. If you're trying to be something like for myself, you're in sort of a unique category of for athletes, I need to be able to hold myself to the highest of standards in everything that I do. And that started for me, all of this at school at Notre Dame, when they told us, you know, it's one of the you represent Notre Dame. We're at one of the greatest universities in the country. Academically, athletically, you need to hold yourself to that standard of excellence. And I, that really hit home for me because I was like, you know what? Wow, like you have this opportunity in front of you to you know, take really tough classes, work with some of the greatest professors in the world, work with other students that are all over, you know, from different countries from this country, all over the place that have different experiences. I'm training and practicing with some of the greatest athletes in the world to help me chase my own goals of being the best football player that I can. I need to match that. I need to match the intensity. I need to match what they're doing. And when you surround yourself with that type group of people, you become excellent, not only yourself, but together. So one of the big, I remember examples when it started off for me, um, when we were over the summer practicing, they would always send us these times for like a lot of our conditioning work over the summer. And we met um, like June 1st, we'd go back over, we started out, we were doing our wind sprints and our gassers. And they said, you know, my position groups, I was like tight ends, fullbacks, linebackers, that kind of group um, had a certain time that we had to beat. So over the summer when I was practicing, we get like two weeks off um, to be home to kind of train on our own, be back with our families. I was doing them just to, you know, get ready for them, doing my preparation. And I'm beating it by, you know, second, second and a half, sometimes even two seconds. So I wasn't worried at all about making the time. Fast forward to when I'm actually at Notre Dame doing the sprints with the team. I'm doing the same thing. I'm beating it second and a half, two seconds, whatever. But when I'm starting to look up, you know, when you're pushing off and you finally look it up when you're getting close to the end of the sprint, I'm like, wow, like I'm in the back half of the, my group. I'm like, well, what, what's going on? Like I'm hit, I'm going faster than the time. And that's sort of when it hit me, that time that they set for me, that's the basement. That's like the requirement that you need to be there. Like that's not, you know, achieving what you're supposed to be, you know, greatness, what you're ultimately looking for. Just like in your job, they give you a job requirements. Here's your job description. Just because you do that doesn't mean that you're going to get a promotion or a huge raise. You're doing what they, you signed up to do. You need to do more than that. 
And for me, it was, that's where it really all hit home for me. When you see it firsthand, where you're like, wow, I'm still getting beat, even though I'm doing what they told me to do. You need to go beyond that. And that's sort of where that whole standard came in for me, where it was like, I need to hold myself to a higher expectation and all that I do to become what I want to be. Yeah. No, I, I really, I love that example uh, specifically, Chris. I just think it's, it really encapsulates, especially at that high level, uh, at the one of the best, I think, during your year, um, you know, top five, what I think you call a power five school in Notre Dame in terms of football. And it's incredible that they send you these baselines, and they're probably pretty high baselines. I have no idea what the actual numbers are, but I'm, I'm sure yeah, they're, they're not like, quick. Um, like a – yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. And, and the fact that everybody there knows that it's not just about, okay, we can just cross the line, and as long as we just are beating it by a little bit, we're good. It's like a – no, like we're all going to push – and I'm sure at a certain point you realize, like, well, I guess I got to get a little faster. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, they had to start yeah. catching these guys, getting that first half of your, uh, you know, um, of your group. And I think for the audience, and I would love to hear kind of your take, what's the feeling when you look up and you are in that back half? Was, was it a little resentful? Like, damn, like, why are these guys pushing so hard? Or was it like, well – and I think I already know the answer knowing you, but it's like, uh, what, what, what does it, what, what was that thought process and how long did it take you to be adjust your game so that you were in the front? I mean, yeah, at, at first it's sort of, like I mentioned, it's a little bit shocking cause you're, for me, it was, oh wow. Like this isn't what, you know, you need to do to be great. Again, it's sort of like your baseline for it. And just because you meet that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything really. And so at first it's a little bit kind of like you, you know, it's that first, you know, boxing, you know, your first round, first punch of the fight where you kind of, you get hit in the mouth and you're like, whoa, whoa, okay. You know what I mean? Like you wake up a little bit. And um, then going forward from that, if you look at it the right way, you're saying, okay, I'm surrounded by guys that have the same kind of intentions that I do that, are striving to be the best versions of themselves who can push me to be great as well. And then trying to match that when you're trying to either, you know, in my kit, actually chase, cause it's a sprint, but you know, hypothetically chase, even whether it's, you know, someone at work or someone on the field or whatever it may be, what they are able to do, you adjust yourself accordingly and you mimic what they're trying to do to be great in return. And then you start to see yourself progress over time. And like I had mentioned sort of in the last episode, you know, you keep getting more and more challenges, but you're also, you know, you're growing with those challenges. And just because there's still more things that you want to try to do, you got to look back and say, okay, I've come a long way. Don't get satisfied with that. But you're, again, putting yourself in that position to continue to grow. That's why you always sort of want that challenge for yourself you keep raising your expectation for yourself raising your standard for yourself and i mentioned before like the standard for a specific goal isn't going to adjust itself for you right no you need to meet the standard and that's why like whoever you're working with if you find people that are willing to do that whatever that is to get to that goal you 
immerse yourself into that and you find that there's so much growth and opportunity there. And for me, coming from a sports perspective, Jake, I wanted to ask you, like, like, so I had my teammates and my team that, like I said, like we had the same kind of common goal, same sort of drive, obviously, because we're teammates. But for you, from more of the business side, entrepreneurial side, um, you know, real estate, that kind of stuff, like how important is it for you to be like around that environment, around that kind of group that have that same level of expectations for themselves that you demand out of yourself? Wow, that's, that's a great question. Actually, something that I'm really struggling with currently. Um, and I think right when you were saying that about, you know, pushing your own ceiling, right? But when you first said the, uh, the numbers for your sprint acted as like a basement. So in business, in economics, you know, uh, there's a floor and an economic ceiling. And it's typically talking about, um, you know, taxation uh, or how the market's actually moving. And I could get all nerdy here, but I'm not going to. Uh, but essentially, whenever you bump up that floor, whenever you bump up that basement, I think that's really happening because of the people you're around, right? Like there was a bump from going from Stonehill to Notre Dame, but there's also a bump from going from BG to Stonehill, right? Um, and, and so because you're in that more powerful environment, your basement's higher. So then inherently you can push yourself, your ceiling even further up. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, they like go almost like a step, like a, like a, a staircase. And I think when I first came out here and one of the things I need to work on is finding a more powerful environment for myself to be in around some uh, people who push you because a big thing when I was in college is, I, I think we were just talking about this, my junior and senior year, I didn't live in my fraternity house. I lived on campus in an honors entrepreneurship program surrounded by 50 or 60 other entrepreneurs. And we all had ideas. We all were hanging out. And it was a completely different environment. You know, I still liked hanging out with my fraternity. and I would go out on the weekends and sometimes. But realistically, I like coming home and having a few beers with guys and talking about big ideas and, and talking about plans for the future. And, and those have been my most long-lasting relationships out of school I still connect I'm still connected with the people I lived with in that program um, to this day and that's you know something I need to find for myself out here in manufacture and that's actually one of my business ideas and it's just building communities for people who are kind of on this path right um, me and you have joking like joked about buying like a shack in the woods and kind of going rocky on them as we're training uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's true <laughs> it's true it's uh it's necessary. I think the people you're around help define you. And this is why I'm very blessed to be on this podcast with you, Chris. And this is why we're doing it almost because we're both recognized like, Hey, I, I kind of want to partner on this journey. Right. And it doesn't mean I'm going to be, you know, trying to block you on the football field. I mean, Lord knows with this uh, little bit of a belly I got rocking right now. I, I couldn't do it if I tried, but, um, but that's what you're here for to get me back in the gym. You know, that you need that you, in to the people who are setting their own standard, find other people who are pushing that standard too, because that's the people who will help you. It's one thing to look yourself in the mirror and it takes a lot of will and a lot of strength to do that. But the people around you will push your floor up and push what you expect from yourself up. And hopefully you have a little friendly competition there like me and Chris do. Yeah, I think that's all great. And I think just kind of reflecting on what you said too about, just sort of the individual steps that you take. And I just think it's important, like this whole idea of, you know, sort of a process and, 
you know, you can't rush this kind of stuff. And I had mentioned to you earlier, you know, we all have to have, you know, courage to be able to go after the things that we want to go after. You know, we both have Mm -hmm. big goals. I originally wasn't, you know, telling very many people what I was trying to do because I was kind of like, oh, what are people going to think about this? Why, like, people are going to, you know, kind of push that down or whatever. But now it's, you know, I'm going to get it out there. I'm going to tell you I'm, you know, going to do this. And you can either sort of, you know, you can be with me or you can be against me. That's fine. I don't care. But because I know who I got with me and I, you know, I'm going to be able to do this one way or another. And I, so you can have the, that, and that's the courage to be able to do it. But at the same time, you need to have the patience to be able to know not everything is going to go right. You know, you're going to have ups and downs, but you still need to be like, okay, I'm on the right track. And that's sort of for me where that standard and the traits came in together. Cause you have a certain standard that you're trying to meet. I'm not saying like, I'm going to hit it every day. I'm not going to be able to squat 700 pounds every single day. You know, I physically can't do that. But if that's my standard, like that's what I want to beat. It's like, all right, well, I didn't hit it today, but like I pushed towards it. You know what you're going towards and you know when you're not at it. And that's again, the honesty trait. So, you know, you got to be better the next time you have the resilience and relentlessness to keep going after it every single day. Like, cause you have that, you're looking at it every single day that it's above you, you know, hypothetically. And although you should yeah. put, you know, your goal above you somewhere, I have my um, little <laughs> NFL logo taped to the side of my bed, but um, <laughs> so something like that, but you know, I'm talking hypotheticals, but anyway, you know, oh, so all those I'm traits kind of go together. I'm, I'm laughing, dude, because uh, as I look to my right, I got uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger with his like hands spread out, and it just says enjoyment under it because that's one of the things I really wanted to do. And then right next to him on my bed, I have a picture of Elon Musk, and the quote is, you know, I think it's possible for ordinary people to choose to be extraordinary. And that's what we're talking about with this. That's awesome. Standard, right? like, Love that. You're choosing. You're choosing. And Elon Musk is somebody I uh, greatly admire. I mean, he's a lot smarter than me in a lot of different directions. And, and I could say just like we were talking earlier, like, well, you know, I'm not saying I have the same mindset as Tom Brady. And it's not about that because you're at, you're at where Chris Burry's at. And when Tom Brady was your age, you might have had a very different mindset than now, or like his, his floor was a little bit lower as we, as we were just using that kind of analogy. Like, you know, he didn't just become Tom Brady. He had the patience and now he's 43. So it's hard to define a Chris, a 25-year-old Chris Burry versus a, you know, 43-year-old Tom Brady because I'm sure that's built up over time, right? And and it must have got added on success. Every new teammate, every um, different team that Bill Belichick had to drop, like that kept pushing him further and further. Um, I think you know one thing I wanted to get into with you just about setting your own gold standard. One of the reasons when we started talking. Uh, our, our one of our biggest kids was on like um, the one thing. I read a book called The One Thing, and it, it's really about how focused you need to be on a on a certain goal to achieve it. And my argument was to you, I was like, Chris, drop out of school, quit Raytheon, everything, all in, all football, no matter what. And then you're like, well, dude, I kind of need like a mental break. I like doing what I'm doing. It's progressing my career. It's, it's a little bit of a safety net, but really what I do it for is like, yeah, I need a little bit of a, I can't be like, well, my sprints or where's my foot placement for my 40 and all day, every day. You're kind of 
almost burn out in that direction too. I've noticed I've started coming back more towards your side. Well, now I'm like, okay, maybe I don't have to be all in. Maybe I can not settle, but be patient, start building the foundation. And I wonder what you think about, you know, how our little convergence has happened and what does that like reflect back to the gold standard? Because that's a little interesting thing that us just being in contact this much has, you know, we've both seen that effect. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and we sort of mentioned it before that you can have different things that you're going after. And like I mentioned, when I was at school, you know, I had sports and academics and we needed to, like, they always told us, you're an example for this. You're an example for the standard. You're setting the standard for other people to follow. You represent the school, you represent the team, you represent the university, all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't just football that they were concerned about. And so I had that then, I have it now, I have school, I have work, I have football. So I have my own standard of how I'm going to carry myself and all of those different activities. And to your point, you know, you want to be in like the one thing I'd want to sort of, you know, kind of correct you on, I guess, if I would, that and like, yeah. you're not like for your stuff, like I wouldn't say, you know, you're going to like not be all in on it. You're all in on it. I'm all in on football. But like you, you know, you can only do so much for in a certain amount of time. So you're going to, when you're doing it, you're going to be all in on that one thing. And that's where your idea comes into play. It's not like you're going to just do it for, you know, focus on it for six or eight hours, but you're going to be like, oh, I'm doing it, yada, yada, yada. No, you're going to be doing what you need to do. You're going to be getting work done. And you're going to even have more of a motivation because you know, hey, I got to do this after too. I can't procrastinate. I got to get it done. Mm -hmm. And for me, like the, you know, the goal, I have a different gold standard kind of for everything that I want to do. And, you know, in work, it's coming in early, staying late, saying yes to things that most people don't want to do, you know, and it a lot, you know, it sounds cliche, but it is just kind of, you know, working hard, being determined to do certain things, go past what is expected of you. Again, like I mentioned, go past that expectation. I still remember like just even from a sports perspective, like people are like, Oh, well I'm working really hard. And, but I still remember this Alex Morgan quote, you know, USA women's soccer. She said, you know, everybody works hard, but you have to work even harder. And I was like, and again, that's sort of that, shock to me like going back to the sprints it's like we're not saying that you're not working hard and you're not you know doing the right things you got to do even more and it's like okay I can do that yeah but you have to recognize that and I think again that's sort of when you can set that standard for yourself and like that's like so important because then you know where you need to strive for and I think Jake for you kind of realizing that you have the ability to do these different things, but you can still immerse yourself in it fully while you're doing it is, you know, a really big step in like how we're, you know, kind of both meshing these ideas together. Yeah. Um, and that's right. You know, uh, and sometimes when you're too singularly focused, cause right when you were saying, you know, like, um, you know, just having like a contrarian viewpoint, like I was thinking, well, was Mike Tyson, you know, working? you know, or was he boxing all day? And, uh, and, and so I, 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 I just think when you're making those decisions, it's, it's hard to, 
understand what choices to make in that regard, right? So I, one of the things about meshing is my still overall one thing is mixing business with philanthropy, right? If I can do that, instead of having the whole world go socialist, I would, I, I think I would have done my job for humanity, right? That's my, that's what, one of the things I really want to do here. And, and so I wonder for you, Chris, what does that, what did that choice to say, well, I'm not giving up on football. I'm going to go to school so I can have a little bit more time for football. That's, I remember you were telling me that. And then, you know, work is still going to have to be work so I can actually progress my career in something that I do love that will be with me even after football. So I wonder, like, how did you kind of decide how to allot your time and, like, make that choice? Yeah, Jake, well, I think a big thing with it is just sort of – and you had mentioned this earlier when we were talking offline about just sort of the choices that you'll make. And, you know, maybe you can reflect on this a little too after I go. But yeah, yeah. Um, the idea of, like, when you have certain little thing and, like, it kind of – goes back to what you're talking about when you were at school, like you preferred like going back, talking about some, you know, business, some bigger ideas with your friends, not just going out, you know, blowing the way the night. I mean, it's have a good time once in a while. Sure. But you know, you get to the point, like for me, like I didn't want to do that. It was like, man, like I got, I got my Saturday workout. I got a little extra time to work on my project. Cause like, you know, I have the day off, like, whatever it might be, like, I'm not going out, I need to, you know, get ready, go to bed, whatever, like, you get extra time, like, I fill that with, like, I do extra film study of, like, different tight ends, see what they do, get some more ideas, just, and again, like, I sort of like the idea of, you know, when we mentioned the last podcast about, Jake, you going out to California, you're immersing yourself into this environment, you're being around that group of people in Silicon Valley that are thinking and doing similar things that you want to do, and that's just like a huge step to it, which I just think is so awesome. And it all boils down to like, you know, you have your choices and people, you know, tell me all the time. I remember in school, they said, oh, like, you know, why don't you come out with us tonight? And they're like, well, you just don't want to go. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. And even now I don't, you know, do a lot of things with people because I'm, you know, I'm pretty busy with school, work yeah. and sports, but I, and to me, it's not really a choice not to hang out with certain people. It's if I'm going to hold myself to this standard, if I really want to do this, and again, this is another big honesty thing. If I'm really going to tell myself, hey, I want to do you know, X, Y, and Z, I can't slack off. You don't have a lot of choices that you can make. This is something Nick Saban said in one of his press conferences. If you want to be great, you don't have a lot of choices. It takes what it takes. You have to go about it a certain way. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially it's not, you know, me choosing one thing over the other. It's no, I, you know, have my goals and this is what it takes. And then when you say this is what it takes and you fill in, what do I need to do to be able to reach those again, like climb those steps, like you said, you have to, you know, you fill in your day and you're like, I don't have time for anything else. This is my only option to do this. And that was like, you know, you don't have a lot of choices to meet this standard, you have to follow this blueprint. I couldn't agree more. And it's actually, you know, again, an honesty thing. That's, that's what you're, what you're saying is right. But just putting your, yourself in the right position sometimes isn't even enough, right? You have to go above and beyond even that. And I think your Alex Morgan quote was great. It's like, yeah, we know you're working hard. Like, and I've been in a little bit of a rut recently, just about 
you know, where am I living? Should I be in the Valley as opposed to living outside and working in the Valley? Right. Like, and what you just said is a great point. I think you got to immerse yourself. You got to um, go all in. And, and But going all in doesn't mean you can't divert your time. It's just understanding how to prioritize that time. And when you are focusing, this is one thing that you're kind of teaching me, Chris, is that's when you could bring that intensity to that particular choice, that particular exactly. arena. Like yep. when you're like you, I was making fun of my fat face and, and you laughed and you said, well, if you're going to spend. I did not laugh. Oh, you laughed at me. It's okay. It was off camera, so there's no evidence. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Um, but it's it's true that when I'm running, I better be running my ass off, right? Because I'm holding myself to that standard. I mean, I've been in great shape throughout my life in different periods. You know, um, this is where I was busting your chops about the bench press. But, I mean, that might be my only one lift. And right now, if you put me under anything that you're doing with those resistant bands, I, I don't think I'd ever get up. I, I might be trapped I'm getting in the up bench. there. I know I'm, I'm getting scared. I'm getting scared. I got it. That's why uh, I got to get back into it. But it's, it's that idea. It's like, no, is my job trying to be an NFL guy. No. So do I need to be in the best shape? No. I mean, I just ate my Chinese food. I had six pot stickers and a nice Mongolian beef and I enjoyed the hell out of it. But you know, oh, man, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yes. And that's not going to affect me tomorrow at my big gym day. Like it might for you, but at the same time, I'm holding myself to like, I want to be in good shape. I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want to be confident. You know, I, I understand the difference in the way I move. And like, so when I'm in the gym, yeah, it's, it makes up less of uh, my day than a gym trip for you would, or like your football does for you. But when I'm in there, I better be busting my hump and bringing but, the intensity. But I think just to cut in real quick, I think one of the big things like you just mentioned about prioritizing, like that's so big. Mm -hmm. So, and we both have different standards. We've mentioned this, I think almost every episode that, we have different goals, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't need to do the same exact things. But for you, you know, while you're eating your Chinese food, I can't do that because of my diet, but you're reading your real estate books or your business books. I mean, you're sleeping with one of your books for, yeah, I, I sleep for goodness sake. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So like, yeah. that's so, so there's just that, you know, different sides to it. So the standard can be different for different people based on whatever your goal may be. And I think one of the big pieces of it is setting your own standard and how important that is to your own goal. So you kind of know what the expectation is and you need to be able to hold yourself to that. And that kind of goes back to the consistency, you know, that goes along with patience. Like we mentioned, you need to be able to try to meet that standard every day. And just because you know, we have different standards doesn't mean that I'm not going to hold Jake accountable for what he's supposed to do. He's not going to not hold me accountable for what I'm supposed to do. We can be in this environment together where we push each other, even though it might not be in the same direction, because we're willing to sacrifice whatever it may be for our goal. Well, I mean, one of those sacrifices is Chris is we're both the uh not engaged with a female in our lives and I'm sleeping with a book. So it just shows you where I'm at. It just shows you where I'm at. And I don't, and I don't sleep at all, I guess. So yeah, I know you, you rarely, I get, we'll be talking to like two or three in the morning, your time. Then I'll get a text at six in the morning, supposedly your time. I'm like, dude, wait, two and a half hours, brother. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get a little bit more rest, but Hey, it's working for you. Um, I, yeah. Um, I think it's important for people, as you said, it's, it's a choice. It's like, I 
I could go try to date. I could be focused on Tinder or Hinge or whatever. I could go drink and party. I mean, if the world wasn't completely shut down and, and that could be my priority, right? But I know, even in college, I knew like, you know, that doesn't get me where I want to go. Now, Chinese food, that's maybe a little lack of priorities there in terms of losing my belly. But, you know, in, in general, it's not costing me what going out and drinking with a bunch of guys would be costing me. It's not cost, and that's the choices that people make. If you want to be great, you know, um, I'm hoping that the technology of the world makes it so that when I sleep with these books, I can be reading them while I'm sleeping through some type of weird osmosis. But, you know, realistically, it's a mindset for me too. It's because, like, I'm going to read until I fall asleep. And then I'm going to wake up next to that book and I'm going to read it again. You know, like that's, that's why I do it. I don't do it because it's like corny or funny. I, I just do it because it, it's literally practical. I, I'm going to read till I fall asleep and, uh, and, you know, wake up and keep, keep reading. Uh, um, so, you know, one thing, Chris, about that mindset and about, you know, actually setting yourself up for success, you know, when you first got to Notre Dame, were you ever just not trying to fail or like, how did you push yourself from that kind of, I don't know, uh, scarcity mindset into something a little bit more abundant saying, not only am I going to, you know, not fail, I'm going to kick some ass while I'm here. Yeah. Well, I think again, it's sort of holding yourself to that standard. So they always said, you know, all the time you can either try to survive a certain circumstance or you can try to thrive in it. And for me, it was always trying to thrive. You can't, you know, you could go through the motions um, or, you know, just kind of coast essentially, but you shouldn't do that. You have, again, you have an opportunity here to make the most of it. I have the opportunity to play against some of the greatest players in the country and make myself better. Um, Just like at school, like I had mentioned to you offline, I didn't really have an easy spring senior semester. I took electives where I could have taken, you know, intro courses that I could have taken at a community college, but I decided to take electives that really are only offered at Notre Dame because I had the resources. I had this opportunity to really enhance my education. Why it's right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? And I just think that is just a huge part of trying to take your circumstances, even if they're difficult and you need to attack them, like you had mentioned earlier. And for you, I mean, you're going through this now where you're trying to embrace the situation that you're in. You know, you moved out there by yourself. You're trying to figure things out. It's probably a little, you know, it's different. It's new. And, you know, just like for both of us, we're both trying to do things kind of, we, we've never done it. That's why we're doing it. I've never played professionally. I'm not, you know, like reverse engineering it. You haven't started your own company before. You're not, you know, like, oh, I've done this. Like, I'm, I'm going to follow X, Y, and Z. We're kind of, you know, yeah. taking it day by day. And that's sort of where that whole patience aspect comes into play. And you had mentioned it in the last podcast, which I love so much about falling forward. You're going to be failing, but you're failing progressively. You're going to be able to take the good with the bad and push yourself towards where you're wanting to go. Essentially, you're not going backwards you're still going forwards even if it's not what you thought it was going to be originally um i think that's a great point and it's falling forward doesn't just mean falling forward in one direction like as we were just saying right it's falling forward in in 
all these aspects, right? Like it, it's a mentality that I think the underdog mentality, and this is a great thing I think that we can mention because me and Chris are so focused on our goals. That sometimes I get wrapped up and all my examples have to be business and all his examples are sports, but you know, in, in your, I brought it up jokingly, but it's true. Like in your relationships, in your, in your love life, in your friendships, in the people that you meet and encounter falling forward is, Hey, you know, I had a bad girlfriend or a bad breakup. I should have been nicer to her. I, I, you know, I should have treated her better. But instead, it's like actions speak louder than words. So fall forward. It's like next relationship I learned. You know, I'm not going to just keep dwelling on my mistakes and where I feel I'm in the wrong. And same thing with your parents or with your siblings. Like, hey, I could have been a better brother there. I could have been a better son. You know, I could have I thought things through a little bit better. But, you know, I'm falling forward where every day I get up, I'm trying to be that guy. And so for business, you know, like I started uh, this initiative with my buddies during COVID. Now, was it my big dream or – was it, you know, um, everything I've ever wanted to do? No, because I couldn't have predicted COVID would happen. And so I, I wouldn't have known that building a gift card uh, search engine for small businesses would be important. And did it do everything we wanted to do? Hell no. You know, we sold some gift cards and that was great. And Together Card really hasn't gone much further after that. But um, again, we're falling forward. Like you just said, I've never done it. I've never started a business before. You know, uh, I've, you know, done a lot of like side hustles my whole life, but I've never full on started business, brought some people together, developed the website, tried to help some people out, sell some gift cards, raise some money for my brother, and then say, hey, well, the whole project didn't go exactly where we wanted it to go for all these sorts of other reasons. But now the next time I know exactly how to do that a little bit better because I've done it now. You know, I've done it once and um, I'll keep going. It's not, I've never sold a big company just like you've never played professional football, but I'm going to keep moving forward and, and all these little failures or micro failures as if you want to call them is it's great. It, it's, it's the only thing you need to keep. The only thing you need to do to be an underdog is just to keep moving forward. And so if you don't fall ever, then I don't think you're trying hard enough. You no. Yeah. That's not, so spot on. Yeah. That's, I was rambling a little bit there, but it's just true. You got to keep pushing. You need persistence. That is a key uh, one of our traits, as we said, and pushing outside your comfort zone was badass and it felt great, you know? And it but I think that I... brings up a good point of what you're talking about as far as, you know, you mentioned how that all started out for you. You're putting yourself in a position to be successful there, which is great. And that, again, is that idea. You kind of see where, you know, you have this expectation for yourself and you're going to go after it, whether you're uncomfortable with it and that, but you're doing it because that's part of what this whole goal is for you. You need to do it. You need to put yourself in that position. You're not doing that for the recognition or the praise. You're just going after it because that's what you need to do to be successful. Like for me, I'm not staying late at work. So someone notices I like, you know, I'm not looking over my shoulder trying to be like, Oh, like I hope my boss sees that I'm here past six o'clock or whatever. I guess this is even later, but you know, you get yeah. my point. Like, I'm not doing it for that. Like, my goal is to try to, like, motivate people to be similar to what I'm doing and from my mindset perspective. Like, hey, this guy, he's only been here for, you know, a couple years. He's a, you know, entry-level engineer, and he's staying late doing work that, you know, someone above him should even be doing. Like, that's the kind of – that's the kind of person I want to be around. So – and we kind of go back to that surrounding yourself with that type of people. You want to also be setting the standard for your team, for your 
your workplace or your, for Jake, for your own business, you're setting that standard for the people around you. Like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, you can work with other people. You can, you know, mentor, all that kind of stuff is great. But at the same time, like I only let specific people, you know, from like, for me, my training, my coaches, I only let certain people kind of give me advice or corrections. Cause like I'm holding them to that, that level, that standard. Like if they want to help me get to where I'm going, I'll listen to you. Like Jake, I listen to your advice about sprinting. If you want, I don't know if I'll implement it, but you know what I'm saying? So I I need to hold people and you need, we need to do this too. Of like whatever you're doing, like, Hey, you want to be like, you know, I have a group at work or whatever that's doing a small project. Like I'm doing it for my master's program. If you want to be in this, I need, you know, you're going to commit to this process kind of thing. You know what I mean? Just generally, you need to be able, you need to be all in on this when you're working on it. I can't just say, oh, here's a task so you can charge it. So you have something to do to say that, you know, you were working for the day. No, get it. No, I'm not dealing with that. If you're going to be, you know, if you want to train with me, because you're also trying to get to the next level too, that's great. But we need to, we need to be doing that at a, the highest level together because I'm not having you weigh me down. You know what I'm saying? No, I do know exactly what you're saying. And actually, I think a great part of that is, and this is my role here, bringing in another book. It's Extreme Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. And he's somebody I love. And just for the record, he's not getting any royalties on this. He's doing it because he's actually I'm passionate not. about reading these books. So he's they're good recommendations. I'm following some of them. You should go for it. Carry on. Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. And what he speaks about it is exactly what you're saying. Don't wait for me to enumerate your tasks for you. This isn't like high school, uh, you know, science projects. This it's is, not a math equation. You can't, it's not. No, no. Hustle. What's your part of this? You know, me, okay. So like if, in a project with my buddies, you know, I know who the coders are. I know who the designer is. I know who the marketing guy is. Who, what's my role? My role is strategy, connections, and selling. If I'm not selling or if I'm not making connections for the business, I don't, I don't need them. The, the, the coders aren't going to tell me who to go contact. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to tell me like, oh, like you should, you know, contact, you know, um, your brother's store or whatever. Like, and, and same thing with them. Like, I don't know anything about code. I know where we want to go. So if you guys are going to code, like I've given you what I want to see, you know, as kind of the, you know, the orchestra, you know, conductor over here. and and if it looks great, it looks great. And I'm going to give you a pat on the back. And if it looks like it needs some work, I'm going to say it very nicely because you got to be nice to the developers because they're bringing you all the, all the hard earned stuff. But it's, it's true. Like that's their job. I don't know that. I'm not going to stand over your shoulder and be like, Hmm, it seems like that is the wrong syntax. And you put a comma there. It's like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So I'm not going to say it. And so, you know, they take ownership of their side of the job, just like we take ownership of our goals and our ambition and, to have people around you who aren't taking that same type of ownership, it can really affect your ability to execute, period. You know, and I've noticed that in myself and had to be very honest with people. I had a great example of that same kind of thing because I actually had someone, um, it was last week. Uh, I don't want to, you know, make fun of him, but uh, yeah. <laughs> he was a new guy that uh, he, we were working out together and, um, he wanted to sort of do some of the stuff I was doing with one of our MMA guys. And I was like, all right, 
So I started off doing some of his stuff. That was great. Um, he kept up. Uh, he was good. I'll give him that if he's listening. I was like, he had me for the first little bit. And um, cause I don't really, you know, I don't box or any, we're doing like boxing, kickbox and that kind of stuff. That's not really my forte, but you know, doing it for my hand speed. And so that was all good. I kept up with it. He says I got a good hook. So maybe I got that going for me, but <laughs> um, anyway, so he was like, yeah, like I can do this. I can hang with this. And I was like, all right, let's keep going. We go on to the next thing. And this was more miles so like, you know, stability, balance, core, abs, agility. Like we're going drill after drill, rep after rep. And by the end of it, he's just smoked. Like I, I was still going, like I was doing more reps. Like we were doing 12 reps of certain things and he was doing like six. And I was just, you know, he was like, how are you still going after it? And I, I fall back to like, this is the standard that I held myself onto. I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to quit. I got to keep going. I'm not. I'm not going to just, you know, blast out the first quarter. You know, they always say play 60 minutes. I'm going to push it for as long as I got for, you know, I got a three hour workout. That's all I got for today. I'm going to give it my all for that. And that's the standard that I hold myself to. And if you want to be a part of that, great, but I can't carry you up the mountain. You got to be able to, you got to hold, you got to be able to walk yourself up the mountain. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's maybe what our challenge should be, and I'll link this in, but uh, I promised them a story, and I think, Chris, this will make you laugh because it'll be very quick. Uh, why I read so many damn books. started my underdog journey, third grade. I was held into the – I wasn't held back, but I was told to go to, like, the slower reading section. Third and I, like, a half grade. The focus. <laughs> yeah, well, no, so, like, I yeah, there's I still remember Miss Lavoie's class. You had to go downstairs and, like – you were in like the special reading class. And I remember sitting there thinking like, I, this will never happen to me again. I am never going to be in a slow reading person's class. I went home. I told mom, I got moved to the slow person's reading class. I go, I need to get some outside help. I, obviously, I don't think I was this articulate in third grade, but I said, mom, I need to learn how to read. She's like, what are you talking about? You know how to read. I'm like, no, they put me in the slow class. And she's like, yeah, it's okay. Like you just work your way up and next year you won't be in it. I was like, no, 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 no. We need to go find someone to teach me how to read better. And I started going to classes. Um, oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah. Like reading and like, I went to like these advanced, like over at Southern New Hampshire University. They did it for, it was for young kids still, but like my reading just progressed so rapidly after that, that like I got moved in the honors programs, you know, in, in uh, middle school. Well, that's yeah, great. So you saw a potential like sort of roadblock for you and it wasn't really, you know, especially you said, you know, you're in third grade, you don't have your whole life figured out yeah we barely have it figured out now so but you see it as like this could be a potential hindrance to what I want to do going forward you didn't know what that you know going forward was yet but you're like I want it and maybe you didn't even care it was more just like you wanted to get past that which is just awesome that's even cooler in my opinion and you were just saying you know I need to go through this regardless and that's again holding yourself to a higher standard like, yeah, who, oh, yeah, you know, you're in third grade. Who cares if you like, you know, you get a little, you're just getting a little extra practice, but you're like, no, I'm not going to be in the back. You're not going to be in the back of the line. You're, you you want to get ahead of the game immediately, which is, that's, I love that story. Yeah, um, yeah I thought it would make you laugh because now everybody knows me to have like, I'm sitting next to a couch full of like 150 books on it. And like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's an ego thing. You know, maybe it was a pride thing. It was whatever. But yeah, it just it's something in my head ticked off and I'm like, no, 
I'm not a slow reader. Slow reader to who? <laughs> you know, yeah. Not, not from not not longer. You know, like that's not gonna. I'm not gonna let myself be in that position in the back of the sprints, if you will. You know, if we're gonna bring it all yeah. the way back and to you, where we started. Exactly. And you see that chance for you're like doing whatever it was. You know. And that again, kind of going outside your comfort zone, like I'm. Sh- that's definitely not an easy thing for a guy in third grade to say. You know, I want to get some extra help from, you know, a college group to help me read better. Like, you know, you wouldn't. That's like kind of wow. You know what I mean? And that's awesome. And you're doing whatever, but you didn't care. You're just like I. All I care about is getting you know better at reading, which is, that's great. Yes. Shout out Mama Fagan. She found the course, but I just went home. Other mom, I'm not going <laughs> to. But that's you know what I mean. Like you're just kind of yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. going. I need to get exactly. it. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I need to get better at reading. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not sitting back here. And I think a challenge for everybody. Um, and if you want to lead us off into this, I think is just identify where you're doing good in your life and where you are holding yourself to that gold standard and other aspects where you're not. Because I know when I talk to Chris, almost every day I'm like, fuck, I'm not doing exactly what I need to be doing, and hopefully you know, if we're doing this right, he gets some of that for me. Um, and, and just like, okay, well, maybe I could think about it this way, or maybe I can execute. Or as Chris told me, you know, he bought this course to help him with his uh, sprinting, right. And doing his 40 yard dash. Now, before he met me, he might've been like, okay, like I'll just, I'll just do it, whatever. But he even told me like, I heard your voice in my head, like go the extra mile, do what you need to do. And you know, it's just, it's, that is our relationship. And hopefully that's something we could bring to you guys is, just because you need to improve in one aspect doesn't mean you're a failure. doesn't mean that you suck. It's actually the mark of the underdog is saying, no, I am good in these other things. Chris can lift a freaking tree on his back and throw it a few hundred feet or, you know, <laughs> 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 whatever you do in the gym. I, I see some crazy videos, but, but, but maybe the All 40 six, eight with, of me. Yeah. Well, six, nine, <laughs> uh, every podcast, you get a little bit taller, buddy. Um, and you know that's his strengths you know he can run a great route or he can see you know the football field better than your average joe but if he needs to get better at sprinting you don't sit and sulk in the corner and say well i guess i'm just not a good sprinter this isn't what i was cut out to do go get that course go work your ass off get better at sprinting period end of story stop you know so to to the people out there please analyze you know where you're doing well and where you need to say okay i'm not holding myself to a high enough standard i need to go pursue this and you know push that basement in that ceiling up even further yeah i think that and i know we're probably sort of doing the same type of thing with some of these challenges from the beginning it's a lot of identification a lot of just self-awareness i guess as far as you know we're asking you to figure out what your traits are figuring out where maybe you can get outside your comfort zone and figuring out where that standard lies for yourself what is that standard for your goal what do you need to be trying to meet every day and then the whole purpose of that with all three of those is to say okay am i meeting that standard if you are great are you doing it consistently if not let's see how we can fill that in if you're not meeting that standard really at all how can we use your traits to fill in those gaps and then you can kind of see where maybe some of that stuff outside your comfort zone because those the standard is sort of going outside your comfort zone because usually it's high you can sort of be like, okay, I recognize where, you know, that border is for me, if you will, of, you know, maybe those quote unquote limitations I made for myself. I need to go past that. And I've identified though, it's less scary when you, it's identified. 
So when you say, okay, I know I need to get this, like for me running a four or five 40 sounds terrifying, but I know like I need to be able to do this. It's not me just blurting out some number. It's not you just saying, oh, I want to make a million dollars next year, you know, selling houses or whatever in my own business that okay but like if you if you had a scripted number you know what i mean so being able to identify you can kind of work backwards and say make your plan figure out where you need to go next and then we'll get into some of the execution going forward and kind of you know tying all this stuff together with sort of just our standard i mean it's just such a huge part and you know like jake had mentioned at the beginning it's tying all that stuff together like where can you put these traits into what you're doing to go outside your comfort zone to reach your standard. And so they all kind of tie together. Yeah. Well, this is the mentality podcast. So yeah, hopefully some of our challenges will start to look more like action, like real big action items where like in real life, moving your ass and, you know, getting off the couch and Hey, read six books or Hey, do this and do that. But really it is a mentality podcast and that's, it makes sense why our first three episodes are in this structure because it is like Chris said it really pretty eloquently is that it's these traits aren't just like, Oh, well, uh, you know, I've developed this and now I'm good. It's also about acting on them, putting it into the work that you're doing, being relentless when you're at the gym and that kid's giving you a hard time or Chris, I can stick with you today. Oh yeah. You can stick with me. Perfect. Let's see it. Let's see how relentless you really are. Let's see it. You know, that's putting that trait. And then what maybe you're doing a workout and you're busting your hump, and you haven't done it before, and I know in the gym, the gym is a great place to push yourself because, you know, the numbers don't lie, you know. Like Chris always says, like, uh, the standard doesn't change for you. Like, it's, the standard is out there. It's been proven by other people. You might do it in your own unique way, but it's up there. And it's just like, you can say, oh, well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm very strong, and I can move this amount of weight. You know, it's like, well, okay, well, on the bar, it says 255. And Chris is doing that with like 16 resistance bands and two cheerleaders sitting on top of it. So like, you know, it's, 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 it's it is uh, all these it, measurable it, numbers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know, assume a buck 30 or something, who knows, but, but you get my point. And it's, uh, it's meet that unique standard for yourself but know that it exists in the real world, you know? So setting up this mindset, setting up this, okay, what traits do I need to succeed? I see Jake's and Chris's, which are pretty universal. Some are kind of unique to us, you know, okay, I can use some of those. I can mix in my own. Okay. Now I see where I'm at right now. I examine my comfort level. Where, where can I push farther? And then when you tie those two things together and understand that you want to set a gold standard for yourself, you know, I think we're on a really good path to not only helping them, but it just, you know, you learn the most when you're teaching. People say that all the time and I'm learning a lot because that's so accurate. I think it's, it's a really great way to start our little series here and I'm stoked. I'm kind of but yeah, I think, up. I think what you said is great. And um, I mean, the one maybe last thing I would just leave with everyone is um, just kind of as far as trying to push outside of your comfort zone do like trying to do all of these together, you know, identify where your traits are and, you know, trying to reach whatever that standard that you set for yourself is it's going to be challenging. We talked about, you know, you're going to be failing over and over again. You're going to be failing forward though. You'll be failing with us. You know, we're again, we talk about building this community 
and you could take it as an example from myself my whole life jake i told this to you offline too um going from when i was eight years old just playing football watching all the kids kind of growing up doing their summer stuff again i'm eight just like you were in your third grade you know it's hard for an eight-year-old to do that's the same it was third grade for me too and you know, it's hard for you as a kid to identify that kind of stuff, but you know, you're eight, nine, 10. And my dad's telling me, you know, see all these kids playing outside. And I was like, well, yeah, I, that's what I want to be doing. Um, and he was like, they're all doing the same thing. And I was like, yeah, not what I'm, I'm like, I'm driving in the car to practice. And I think he's just, you know, giving me crap at first. And and he's like, you know, you're the, you're the one in the car going to practice right now trying to get better. You're going to play football. You're trying to do something that all these other kids aren't willing to do. You're trying to be something great. And for me, that was so big in my whole life that I carried. Obviously, I'm still carrying with me today. Because you see, and we talked about this through the whole podcast. You see people, you know, as a kid, I see them running outside, chasing the ice cream truck, running through the sprinklers. Wish I was doing that, but I decided to go to practice. I see people in college, they're going to parties, they're doing on a Thursday, whatever, they're not going to class. They're, but I'm, you know, studying late because I am trying to go to sleep early because I got practice in the morning. Like you're doing the right things, you're making the right choices, you're holding yourself, even when no one's watching, to that higher standard. And then they're going to, everyone's going to ask you, how did you do it? And then you can fall back on, setting your standard, pushing yourself to maybe what's not comfortable for you. And again, falling back onto the traits that you really, you know, are the foundation of who you are and why you're doing what you're doing. I, I love the way you just wrap that up, Chris. And so everybody at underdog mentality podcast on Instagram, uh, you can obviously come see our uh, podcast on all the different anchor stuff, Spotify. It's on our Instagram. Um, Definitely keep tuning in. I, I really love this episode, and it's something I'm really going to take with me, and Chris is a great teacher, and uh, thank you. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll keep bringing you some good content, and uh, I'm pretty excited for you know what's to come. Thanks. Uh, take care, guys.